You are locked into Locked On Badgers on a Tuesday. My name is Asher Lowe, and I am the site editor at BadgersWire.com for USA Today Sports, a play-by-play broadcaster for Badger Sports. But most importantly, of course, I'm your host right here on the Locked On Badgers podcast, bringing you the insider, student-filled perspective filled with stats, special guests, and all things Badger Sports. Make sure you go down to Apple right now and drop a review, drop a comment, Drop a five-star rating. That would be an awesome help. You can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And wherever you do get your podcasts, make sure you follow Locked on Badgers for five-day-a-week Badger content all through this wild Big Ten season that we are about to have and start on Friday. Joining me today on the Locked on Badgers podcast is a former Wisconsin Badger himself, a Badger alum, and the creator of the Midway Minute newsletter, a former sports editor at Yahoo Sports, Chicago-based sports writer Kevin Kaduck, who has a ton of takes to get into with me surrounding this Big Ten season. We're going to go into his Big Ten predictions, his predictions for Wisconsin, and then of course at the end, every Tuesday now we're doing it, the draft. We're going to be drafting the best college towns in the Big Ten outside of Madison, Wisconsin. So start thinking about what you would pick right now. If you could pick up the best, pick the best college town outside of Madison, Wisconsin, in the Big Ten, because Madison is obviously unfair and can't be in this competition. It's too good. Let me know who you would pick on Twitter at AOW underscore 33 at Lockdown Which town would you pick? Right now, we'll get to that interview with Kevin Kaduck. Also, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com, the best selection of auto parts anywhere at rockauto.com at the best prices. And if you tell them that Lockdown sent you in their box that says, how did you hear about us? That would be much appreciated. Rockauto.com. The best auto parts, the best prices. Tomorrow's episode, Wednesday's episode, is an awesome one to get you ready for this Illinois-Wisconsin game. Jeremy Warner from 24-7 Sports, the Illinois Illini Inquirer website insider, joins to discuss all things Illinois football, his predictions for this game on Friday, and everything from the Illinois perspective that you should hear going into that game. That's tomorrow. That'll be up first thing in the morning. I've already scheduled it up for when you wake up. That'll be up wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's get to that interview with Kevin Kaduck to talk Big Ten football. Joining me on the Locked On Badgers podcast for our Tuesday episode, it's game week, and joining me right now is Kevin Kaduck, the Midway Minute newsletter creator. You can join Midway Minute at midwayminute.win. It's a Chicago-based sports letter. He also is, and more importantly for this show, a Wisconsin alum and a guy that has been in sports media for a long, long time. Kevin, welcome. Hey, thanks, Asher. What's going on? So let's do it. We're going to break down Big Ten uh, we're going to break down the season, we're going to break down week one, and then we're going to get into our draft segment that I've been doing every Tuesday for the last few weeks. Great sure. draft topic later in the show. That's at the end. We'll start, though, in a Big Ten preview mode with going off some questions, uh, you know, who wins the Big Ten East, who wins the Big Ten West, and why, and more. We'll get into uh, who we think finishes higher or lower than they are expected to. Okay. We'll start with the basics. Who wins the East? Who wins the West, Kevin? Uh, you know what? I, I, I think it's just hard to deviate from what we saw last year. I'm not going to come on here and pick Iowa or Minnesota. <laughs> How am I going to come on here and pick, you know, not pick Wisconsin? So Wisconsin for the West. And then I just think it's awful hard to, to get away from Ohio State in the East. Um, I think in a, in a season like this, you know, you really have to rely on like, who are the good programs? Who are the who are the teams that win it from year to year? I mean, obviously that stands up when there's 11 and 12 game seasons, but in something now when you're really going to have to rely on your processes and your, and your coaching, 
you know, eight games in eight weeks in this environment um, with all this testing, with no fans in the stands. I mean, these kids will never go through another season like this, hopefully. Um, and I really think it's going to be incumbent on, uh, on those teams. And I think some people could say, look, well, maybe in a crazy season like this, it, it gives rise to more chaos. And I just see it the other way. You know, I think I agree with you. And I think a big reason why is depth. And if you look at what this season could bring, right, with people being out for COVID, with uh, an outbreak happening on a team, what are you going to have to have? You're going to have to have three or four guys at a position that can come right. in and contribute. And that was one of the big things when Jack Cohn went down that I don't think a lot of people were thinking of initially. They were just excited. Oh, we get Graham Mertz in, get the All-American Bowl MVP in. Well, you lose a quarterback at the depth position. I mean, on the depth chart, you lose a quarterback. And that's yeah. huge. So the depth of these teams, the depth of an Ohio State, right, they can just retool. How many teams in the country, I think it's probably three or four, right, could right. lose the number two and number three overall NFL draft picks and, in my opinion, possibly <laughs> be better on defense than they were last year? I don't know if they're going to be, but they could right. be better on defense than they were last year. Yeah, no question. I mean, look at, uh, what, two or three weeks into the season now with the SEC, how much Alabama has already separated himself. I and mean, that really steps up to your point. You just, you know, ne next man up. You know, like I said, that applies to every single college football season. That's not that's kind of a universal truth, but um, even more so in 2020. So I'm not going to give it away on this episode just because I'm saving this for Friday's pregame show and and, and all okay. of the to go with it. So wait, I, I, I don't I don't get uh, I, I don't get clued in or get tell me off air or what? <laughs> I can tell you I can tell you off air. I mean, it, it's big time knowledge. I mean, everyone's just clamoring to know what I think about Wisconsin this year and how they're going right. to finish, but. Kevin, how do you think the Badgers finish? Uh, where do they go? How far can they go this year in a weird season? I mean, it's, it's so tough. I mean, we, we've seen them almost, you know, run the table in, in years past. And obviously, two, what, 2018, um, they, they went in uh, to that Big Ten game undefeated. And, you know, I just sat here and said, okay, look, um, this, 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 um, the depth is going to matter. The, the program is going to matter, but it's like, okay, at what point do they cough up a game? I, I think it's hard to um, predict that they will go eight and zero over the, this run, just because look, a lot, you know, a lot of stuff could happen. Um, an outbreak could happen. And you know, the, the one thing is I, I just read this in Pat Forty's column is like the, the nationwide cancellation uh, rate is 10.6%. There's 56 games right now on the schedule. So that basically means the Big Ten's going to lose six games, right? That's not that's not that's not ideal. <laughs> it's not great. So, like, is Wisconsin one of those six games? Like, are they going to you know what is like how is that going to happen? How are they going to get through that? Um, you know, looking looking at the schedule, um, I think it starts off obviously pretty nice for them, and I think you know I, I like the fact that they they've got a little bit of a I don't want to say uh, a couple practice games before Michigan, but uh, a couple practice games before Michigan. So I like that. Um, Minnesota at home is great. So, you know, I, I think at some point somebody does rise up and, and bite them. I'm not sure who it will be. So I, I'll say seven and one for the Badgers. Getting back to Wisconsin and the Big Ten in just a sec, I think you made an interesting point about that Pat Forty article and about the cancellations this year. Mm -hmm. When you lose a couple months of the season, which the Big Ten did by canceling in August, what they've really yeah. lost is flexibility because that August schedule – had bye weeks built in, weeks that they were saying, okay, well, we're going to have canceled games. We're going to put them here and we're going to play. The problem right now with the Big Ten schedule is literally, I think it's December 19th off the top of my head, 
is the day right. of the championship game. December 20th, that next day, is the day the college football playoffs committee is scheduled <laughs> to decide the four teams that get in. That's a nightmare. I mean, Ohio State could play five or six games this year, and would maybe you'd have to put them in if they win the Big Ten. I don't know. Why can't the college football playoff just be a little flexible and move things back yeah. a few weeks? I mean, we've already but had – But look, they're going to have to be, though, right? I mean, if, if something – some disaster happens and they're looking at a, a situation where the Big Ten kind of falls apart or they need an extra week to get things in, they're going to bend, all right? I mean, they have, have to. to, right? Yeah, with so much money at stake. Obviously, the reason that all this, this stuff is being played is for money. So it's not like they're going to say, oh, well, you know, uh, you didn't get in by December 19th. We're going without you. That's just not going to happen. I mean, look, we, we've seen the college football ratings down um, to this point. I'm really going to be interested to see once the Big Ten gets back this weekend what difference that makes because you're bringing back a lot of programs, a lot of big television draws, and, um, you know, may, maybe people will see this more of like college football is finally back. I'm not a person who likes the SEC. I rarely watch the sec unless it's alabama georgia and maybe i have money on a game or whatever but um you know big 10 football to me is it and and now it's like okay this saturday i'm, I'm going to be watching you know from from morning to tonight yeah i completely agree with that and also the notion of prime time has basically flipped in like the last five years prime time is not 7 p.m anymore prime time is not <laughs> prime time is noon prime time is noon eastern and that game yeah. is getting a ton of attention. So we'll see if Ohio State and Nebraska on big noon with Gus Johnson yelling like crazy and Joel Clapp just trying to calm him down a little bit could possibly get college football back to the ratings they were at last year. Because Ohio State big noon, I mean, that's cheese. That's yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a good – it's not even an appetizer. It's a full meal right off. But it, it gets people into that, that, you know, that pipeline. Okay, you're going to watch the Dune game. Then you're gonna stick around for the, you know the three you know three four o'clock game, and then then you maybe stick around for the stuff at night too. So um, yeah, I agree. And I, you know, Big Ten football to me always needs to be played during the afternoon. I'm not a huge night guy. So well, maybe there's Paul Chris by the way, who who notoriously hates night games and Wisconsin right. opens with a night game this Friday night. Friday night I can get into. That's fun. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. I think Halloween night could be cool too. But of course, Wisconsin and Nebraska next week. That was actually just announced, guys. Uh, listeners, that, that'll be 2.30 p.m. next Saturday, an afternoon game against Nebraska in Lincoln. Moving on, final part of this Big Ten preview segment, bold predictions. Anybody going to be really, really good that I'm not expecting to be? Anybody going to be really, really bad that we're all not expecting to be? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want to see how Indiana does. I mean, I, I feel like Indiana's been kind of a solid program and kind of always maybe, you know, see what they you know can they bubble up they're not a great you know obviously not a football school and I would say they're not a basketball school anymore either but that's that's a whole other argument for another time and um so but I I want to see what Indiana can do um Michigan State to me is a team that's interesting uh with their coaching change I feel like that could go really either way um with Mel Tucker coming in after the the Mark D'Antonio era so um those two are kind of stick out and uh, selfishly as someone who just cannot stand PJ Fleck. I hope I can say that on a Badgers podcast. Yeah, you're allowed I really to. hope the, uh, the golden gophers bite it hard, but uh, I'm not expecting that from them. What's your, where does your uh, dislike of PJ Fleck begin? What, what, what just rubs you the wrong way? I mean, there, there are many things we could point to here. This is locked on Badgers, but what for you? Yeah, just the sloganeering, just the kind of, I don't know, the pomposity, 
I don't know. He just, he just seems like I, I always post this on my Twitter account at Kevin K duck, whenever he does something good or bad, like, you know, like Lyle Landley from the, the Simpsons monorail episode. Do you know the reference? I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a young guy. I know. Right. Okay. So that I was like, just, I was like just before. ahead of the Simpsons. So Lyle Landley was, um, the Springfield is going to build a monorail and this guy comes in. Well, this guy comes in with a plan to build a monorail and everyone in Springfield gets behind it. And like long story short, everything falls apart. It's like a famous episode written by Conan O'Brien. And I just feel like PJ Fleck is that snake oil salesman. And like all those poor people up in Minnesota have like fallen for it. And as soon as like some bigger program comes for it, he's going to go out. Like I just don't buy into it. And, you know, it even goes back, even like when we beat him in, um, in the bowl game against Western Michigan, he was a coach of Western Michigan. It's like, who is this guy? And, you know, I, he went down to, he went to, to school down the road in Northern Illinois. So I guess I should like him, but I, I just don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, uh, results do matter for him. Like I will, I will give him that. Like he's had the results and yeah. he wins football games and that does matter. Uh, but of course, every Badger fan's favorite thing is just to say it's all about PJ Fleck. It's PJ Fleck. It's not about the players, whatnot. And like to right. extent, that's true. I think you see that, especially like that that uh, that Western Michigan game. Corey Davis, by the way, was on that. West, I remember was on that Western Michigan team. Who's a really, right. really good wide receiver? Uh, was a really good wide receiver in college. Is solid in the NFL now, and he killed mm-hmm. Wisconsin. But besides that, besides the Corey Davis story, the only thing that mattered about Western Michigan on that broadcast was that PJ Fleck loved to row boats. And that was literally all, all they could possibly talk about was row the boat, row the boat, row the boat. And now, of course, we've added a little ski you ma. That's the only ski you ma I'll ever say on this podcast, Kevin. And as we move on to segment two, I'm going to said those three words. I hope it'll never be said again on Locked On Badgers. Moving on, let's talk about week one specifically. And mm-hmm. you mentioned having some money on an Alabama-Georgia game. If you were going to throw some money on a week one spread, who would it be? Honestly? I, I don't hate Illinois plus 23 and a half. Points. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. So I, what, that, that spread was what at 30 last year. And obviously we know, uh, unfortunately know how that um, ended up, but I, I, I think a, you know, a, a quarterback making his first start under these circumstances, I, I think Wisconsin obviously wins, but if you want to give me 23 and a half points um, with the love, you know, lovey Smith, Lovey Smith doesn't have that program, I think, to where maybe people thought he might have it five years in, but I still think they're solid. They still return a lot of players. So if you want to give me 23 and a half of those points, I'll probably take it. Um, you know, at, at, the, at the same, you know, by, by the same thing, it's like you want to give me 26 points in Nebraska, I'll probably take that too. I don't know. I, at this point, if you want to give me a lot of points in a first week, when you don't know what's going to happen, when a lot of things could go one way or the other, um, I'm probably for it. So, Today's episode, today's interview is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rock Auto is the place to go to get any car part you could ever imagine. If you go to rockauto.com right now, what will you see when you log on to that website? You will see on the left side of the website the most extensive list of car brands you don't even know exist. I mean, just every single car manufacturer you could possibly imagine on that left side with all the years to choose from of that maker so you can find every make and model ever made literally uh, i think ever made on rockauto.com you can find that exact part you're looking for for that 
car that you have at home. It's a family-run business. It's a business that gives you the best price on that car part along with the best selection. And when you go to check out, make sure you're in, your, in the How Did You Hear About Us box, you put Locked On in there so that they know that we sent you to rockauto.com. R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O, rockauto, rockauto, rockauto.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Coors Light. You're going to be chilling on Friday. You're going to be getting ready for Wisconsin to play Illinois. And when you just need a moment, a moment to lay back, chill on the couch, put on the Big Ten Network and enjoy Graham Mertz flying all over the field, dropping the football everywhere, throwing for eight touchdown passes on Friday. Well, you need a Coors Light with you. They are made to chill. Beer as cold as the Rockies, made in Golden, Colorado at Coors Brewing Company. It is the beer that you want when you need to unwind, hit reset, and just chill out and watch some Big Ten football. You can get Coors Light, by the way, delivered straight to your house. You don't have to get up off your couch. Just get.coorslight.com, get.coorslight.com, and you can get it delivered to your door. The perfect beer to unwind with, Coors Light. Go to get.coorslight.com right now to have it show up at your front door just in time for Friday. So you what like what do you like? You like dogs this week, big dogs. In week. Yeah, we'll take them. Uh, if you were to give me 40 points uh, at Ohio State for Nebraska, I'd still take the Buckeyes. That's how I feel about that game. Wow, okay. Uh, I, think, I think that one will be over really, really quickly. Okay. I love Minnesota this week. I think that this is Michigan's year where they really fall flat, like a four and four type of mm-hmm. finish. And in my opinion, if you look at their schedule, that wouldn't even be that like surprising. In my opinion, at least, I don't think there's that much. Like, they're not at the level of Minnesota right now. The quarterback situation is the big thing. I think Tanner Morgan returning, Joe Milton starting out. Like you said about Graham Mertz, I mean, a college quarterback making their first start as like this is my team now, which Joe Milton is doing. Right. And Tanner Morgan, a guy coming back who had, yes, he had Tyler Johnson, but he still has Rashad Bateman, who's coming back for Minnesota now after he opted back in. I love Minnesota with a field goal. I also, I also think that Iowa at Purdue is the biggest trap line I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. Like, look at that, and you see Iowa minus three. I think you immediately think Iowa wins that game by 10. That's, an, that's easy cash. Yeah. Rondell Moore and David Bell are game breakers. I think Purdue could win that game outright. I think Iowa still has a solid season, even if they lose that game, could re- rebound mm-hmm. pretty quickly and, and still have a five or six win season. But that's a, that's a scary line. It's one of those games where I just think Vegas knows more than we do. Uh, so you don't, think, you don't think Jeff Brom is going to pull a Nick Saban and, and run out on the field uh, on Saturday? No, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think, I mean, that was, <laughs> that was wild. That was, that was wild. It's been a wild year. It's a wild year. Yeah. Football. We haven't even started Big Ten play. But, yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> um, that's a story that if you had told me that like six months ago, I wouldn't even know what to think. Like, what is like, what is sports? Yeah, I do, I, I do like the fact about this season. I, I think it was it was a little disappointing that at some point we didn't think we were going to see Rashad Bateman, and you didn't think we were going to see Rondale Moore. Um, and obviously, you know, the Big Ten a lot of times doesn't have a lot of great skill position players, right? I mean, they they of course produce a lot, end up being well, but Actually, when, you know, those are guys that you might pay to see, right? Which I think is yeah. maybe sometimes rare for the Big Ten. Uh, so I'm glad that both of them are back for sure. Maybe even pay to see on Sundays with those yeah. two. For yeah, sure. no, no question. So I think that Rutgers, too, at Michigan State, I, I personally think that the Mel Tucker, you mentioned it could go either way. I think it's going to go 
in the bad direction this year okay. uh, with Mel Tucker at Michigan State. I don't like the way he left Colorado. I don't like that whole thing. And uh, yeah, some Colorado high school players, they were not. I mean, it, it was not a good situation. I'll just, I'll just say that. Like, it did not go over well with anybody in that right. state. And I don't think that's a good way to come into a program, especially, of course, in a year, as we've talked about already, that is so strange. Whose stock will be way up? Whose stock will be way down, whether it's a coach, player, team after this week? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I mean, if the Gophers come out and win like you, you predict, you know, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going to get fired. <laughs> I don't think he's going to fire him after this season. Like, what will What's it take that? to get fired? What, what does it take for Jim Harbaugh? I can't even imagine the world. I don't know. I mean, you got to be – I think they're so gun-shy after uh, the Rodriguez and Hoke era about, like, who would we possibly ever get better than Jim Harbaugh? Um, even though Harbaugh hasn't produced or produced similar results, I just think it's one of those things where it's like they don't really want to cast off into that, that great unknown. Um, and, you know, like, could, could you really cut him loose after a pandemic season like this? They got a crappy draw, I mean, with, with the West opponents, with, with uh, Wisconsin and, and Minnesota. So that kind of works against him. So he's got that excuse. Um, but, yeah, none of his transfers have really worked out. Um, you know, if this quarterback doesn't work out, it's like, well, then what are you going to do? I mean, he should be getting – he, you know, we, we just talked about Lovey Smith. Like, you shouldn't – be in a position this far into his tenure where you're still this much of a little brother to Ohio state. And I'm sure every Michigan fan knows that. Um, but yeah, I, I think you can't let them go after this year if they go four and four or three and five or whatever they do. But, um, but after next year, probably then the, that's when the questions start to get asked. Yeah. I think that with Jim Harbaugh, the question that, and you said this a little bit ago in your, in your answer, but the question that sports fans in general hate to hear when you ask them about, well, a coach firing is, well, who, who are you going to replace him with? And is that person actually going to be better? Is there someone better out there for us right now? Harbaugh. And sports fans don't like that question a lot. Yeah. I, I, I think with Harbaugh, there's a little bit of a brand attached to him, right? So, like, people are, you know, like, so you always want the Harbaugh brand, right? That's, you know, he, you, you want the personality. But if he's not walking in the living rooms and getting the people that he needs to get, like, what does that brand mean? Right. I mean, so, I mean, who would, who would like, you think Michigan fans would trade for Paul Christ right now? I mean, I, I would, if I'm a Michigan yeah. fan, but Paul yeah. Christ is such a Wisconsin guy that I feel like it's just a little different. You're like, he, right. He, but I mean, just, just take the idea of him. Right. Yeah. I mean, just the kind of nondescript guy who wears, uh, you know, the double XL gray sweatshirts and is comfortable in that and is not necessarily going to be the, the flashy guy or making a lot of headlines with what he says. Um, I think you know, Michigan fans should want that guy. I don't know if they do. I don't think Minnesota fans want that guy right now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, they, we'll they take have, the X. That's fine. They have the 180. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep the access here. Hopefully. It's time for the third time I've done this on Locked on Badgers. I love doing it, and I stole it from, like, every great podcast I've listened to about sports in general. They have some version of this, uh, whether okay. it's Rushmore, whether it's uh, J.J. Reddick's new podcast, which I've loved listening to. They have. They do a draft segment. But we're doing the Locked on Badgers draft. It's always Big Ten or Wisconsin-themed. 
Kevin. And yeah. this time around, we're drafting the best college towns in the Big Ten outside of Madison, Wisconsin, because it's so good that it's just unfair to even be drafted. So we're going to go three picks each. You start as the guest, but I'll snake it back and get two and give some reasoning why you want that Big Ten college town. And I'll throw this on Twitter. I've lost both drafts. I'm 0-2, and hopefully you won't make okay. me But we'll throw it on Twitter. We'll see what listeners think about who wins this draft. I'll leave it to you for your best Big Ten college town outside of Madison, Wisconsin. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So wait, we're going 14 deep or how, how, how deep are we going? Three deep. So oh, you go one, deep. I'll go two. Then you go two, I'll go one. Come on, man. I, wa- I wanted to pick – I wanted to go all the way down to see who was going to get stuck with Rutgers. But. Yeah, we can't even count anything <laughs> in New Jersey or the East Coast. It's not, it's not Big Ten. It's not Big Ten. Three is fine. Okay. So we're, we, we, uh, Wisconsin's not in it. Obviously, that's number one. Um, I have. I, I was telling you before we came on. I haven't been to Bloomington, Happy Valley, um, or any of the East ones. I'm gonna go with Iowa City. I was uh, Iowa City was a school that I was considering. Uh, that was the first visit that I made, college visit that I made, and I was blown away. I think Iowa City is kind of a mini Madison. A night, a Friday night before a game there is a lot of fun. Um, so I think Iowa City is my answer for is my top pick. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with a place that I've spent a lot of time in and I think is probably the most underrated college town in the Big Ten, not talked about enough, and that's Bloomington. My girlfriend goes to IU, so I'm there all the time. I know it really well now. Amazing basketball environment at Assembly Hall. I, I went to a non-conference game, so it's not exactly the same. Like They're playing like Georgia Southern. <laughs> it was over in the first half, whatever. But still, you yeah. can feel when you walk into that arena, the Bobby Knight era, like you can feel the history there. And it's an amazing place to watch a basketball game. So that, as a basketball fan myself, as a, as a basketball nerd above all, that gets mm-hmm. top place for me. Also, like, great restaurants. Uh, weather's better than Madison, honestly, in terms of the extremes. Like, it doesn't get crazy cold uh, there. Right. High seasons. I, I love Bloomington. Gorgeous campus. My second pick, I'm going to go with Columbus because it's just, like, nuts. Columbus is just – when I was there, I've been there twice, and the second weekend I was there, I was just like, is this even a real place? Like, what, <laughs> what is going on here? I, this, this seems okay. like a movie. It's just – it's so wild that I don't even know how to, how to begin to describe it. It's everything you'd think of as a wild college town. Like, I feel like it fits all these stereotypes. And then the shoe is awesome. Uh, it's just gigantic. Press box yeah. is gorgeous. Brand new. Beautiful McDonald's shakes in there. They gave us some, like, smoothies, some shakes, McCafe, a little bar set up. Better than the Wisconsin food. So Columbus is my second pick. That's a good pick. I was there for the, uh, the game in 1999. That was like the Brooks Bollinger breakout game and Ron <laughs> Dane went crazy. Um, yeah, that, that stadium is awesome right there on the banks of the river. So a little jealous you um, stole uh, Columbus for me. 
my, my second one is going to have to be Ann Arbor. And I, I think we all know the big house is overrated. And it's the quietest 110,000 people you'll ever hear. At the same time, that campus is beautiful. Um, I just think like the buildings and the tradition and we all hate hail to the victors, but I, you have to have like a, I, I give begrudging respect to Ohio State, right? So you're gonna have to be, you know, give begrudging respect to Michigan, even though you, I hate it. And I, I still, you know, I, I dislike Michigan very much. And I dislike the winged helmets, but there's still something about a, a Saturday afternoon there for sure. Um, so Ann Arbor would be my second pick. And right now, if I could walk around that campus with the changing leaves, like I, I actually think Ann Arbor is the only campus. And I think maybe Bloomington falls in there. I'm not sure, but they can actually um, stack up to the natural beauty of Madison. I think Bloomington does, does stack up there. I will say. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of the idea of the big 10 campus. Third one's a little tough. Cause now I think we've kind of picked it a little clean and everything's going to from here on out. Um, has some issues and maybe here's where I should be able to pick Penn State but I don't feel like I can pick it without ever having been there I think that's a little disingenuous um man this is a tough one I don't know I'm trying to think of like where you might pick just I just kind of want to screw you over here to, to piss you off <laughs> I'm not picking champagne but everything okay. else is fair game oh and I'm not picking records but that that goes without saying yeah, Champagne's a tough one. Like Evanston's tough because you got to go elsewhere kind of for your fun. Um, Evanston's nice. It's nice. It's not like a college. I mean, it's not a great college town. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and the same thing with Minnesota. Like Dinky Town is fun. Um, man, where do, I go, where do I go with here? I guess I'll go with East Lansing. I, I'll go with both Michigan schools. It always, it always sucked to have to make the road trips there because you had to go through Chicago and around the lake and up, up through there. But uh, it was always worth it once you, once you got in there. And, and the bar scene's great and passionate fans. And I think it's kind of an underrated football stadium when they're good. I mean, it's a really loud place, really great, raucous atmosphere. Um, they've got the little brother thing kind of going with Michigan that I kind of appreciate. Um, so uh, we'll go East Lansing. I think I'm going to go and I – Maryland is college park is not the place to be in my opinion. Great campus. But like, then you like step right outside the campus. I mean, it's no, just no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, nice campus though. Northwestern. Like I said, it's just a little bit too like family fun environment for me uh, for a big right. college town. Like you got, I feel like residential neighborhoods all around there from when I was there. Uh, yeah. So I think I'm going to go with Minnesota. Uh, it's, okay. it's a good combination of like, you got the city there. Uh, you also have a, a fun college town environment. Uh, they recently opened a college club in Minnesota. I don't know if you saw this, but the college club in Madison. <laughs> that seems a little sacrilegious. I, yeah. Right. I thought it was, I, I thought it was a joke at first and it wasn't a joke. I don't think. Um, and then God punished them with the pandemic. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I'm going, I'm going Minnesota as my third pick and I've never been to Lincoln, Nebraska, but I feel like it probably would be on this list for either of us if we had experienced a game day there, because I, when I watch it, I mean, it looks like one of the best fan environments in the country, even though they're not great. I've been there on a non-game day and it's been on the bucket list. Um, a football game at Nebraska, a basketball game at IU. So that's, uh, that, that's definitely up there. To, to me though, I don't know, like I'm old school. I have a hard time still thinking like Nebraska or college park or Rutgers is Big Ten. Like, I feel that. Uh, Penn State's fine. <laughs> like, they've been in here for 27 years. That's fine. 
But like College Park and Rutgers, like, come on, man. They're just TV markets, crappy even, ones at that. Yeah, even I'll think of Maryland as an ACC school, like, to be honest. Even, even in my lifetime, right. I still, and I'm young, I still remember Maryland as Grievous Vasquez falling on North Carolina in the ACC. Like, I don't remember it them clearly yeah. and especially basketball school. Like I really don't feel like they're a big yeah. basketball school in the slide. Like I, I'm, I'm glad to have Nebraska football in Big Ten. Like it fits right in. Like Maryland basketball, I love when they come to the Cole Center. Like that's cool. Like that's I'm glad that they're in. But like I, I hate the fact that like Rutgers football eats up a date um you know every so often on the on the Badgers football schedule. Cause it's like you know that's a day you could be playing Michigan State or Penn State or or, or whoever else. Like I don't know. Well, Greg Schiano's bringing them back. They're back. They're <laughs> around two. We'll see. Best of luck, Rutgers. <laughs> Best of luck to Greg Schiano. That's how we'll close Tuesday's episode of Locked on Badgers. Kevin, thank you for hopping on. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. As always, on Wisconsin tomorrow, Wednesday's episode, we got Illinois 24-7 Sports Insider to join us to break down the fight in Illini as we get ready for week one.